0: Shepherds of Men is a secular movement started by three men of faith. We wholeheartedly believe that when we get the men right, we get the world right. We believe this because we believe that men are created
1: and called to be leaders, and we believe there is an alarming deficit of leadership in our world today. And although the three of us have come from drastically different backgrounds, our core principles have given us a unified voice that is needed now more than ever to pave the way for a fundamental change in our culture we
2: are quite literally calling men to something great
1: welcome to the movement
0: what's up world this is cam coming at you here in the studio with shepherds of men with my boys jp yo and wilson and we have a very special guest on video with us and audio because just looking at him is pretty good but hearing him is even better uh, John Michael Clark, the family captain up in Virginia. Pleasure to have you on with us tonight. I'm gonna let you say some hellos here in a minute, but real quickly, as we get started, this is gonna be a fun episode. This is one that uh I am very intrigued. Wilson will be smiling the whole time. The this whole is right time. in his wheelhouse. Oh, yeah. If you've heard any of our old episodes, you know that we are constantly talking about Wilson's sex life. I don't even know why, honestly. I don't either. Um, that's, all Wilson talks. It's, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I think he leads those conversations, but um, we're going to have some fun tonight and talk about some things that, you know, may seem a little, uh, are we killing a fly? Got it. Well done, Danielson. Got
1: it. Sorry. I didn't, wow. I didn't have my chopsticks. I was sticks. without chopsticks. Nowadays. I didn't have my
0: chopsticks. That's awesome. <laughs> Good job, dude. I just wish you had taken that, that, uh, guard off of that axe. So maybe could have seen some blood. <laughs> yeah. So, thing. uh, I think we're going to name, I don't know yet, but I think we're going to name this episode. Let's talk about sex. Ooh. And for those of you that grew up in the nineties, you'll, you've got about, something yes. in your, you know, get one of these going. Yeah um so all right. if you are new to our podcast if you don't know where to find us if this is maybe you maybe came across this or somebody shared this link with you or whatever you can find us on all the major uh podcast platforms so go there shepherds of men the movement uh please subscribe like this thing is blowing up we have literally uh, what over tripled our following nope. in the last couple of weeks which is a blessing and we're we're grateful and Uh, We understand that as that grows, we have a bigger impact, and uh, as we have people like John Michael come on, um, we both gain access to, to, to a larger network so we can have an impact, but we also get to partner up and go shoulder to shoulder so we have a bigger impact for the network we already have. But I say all that to say go subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's continue to grow this movement together. You know, we always say that three shepherds aren't going to do it on, on, on our own. We need other people coming alongside of us. So grow yourself and then be able to pour out into others. Um, also on YouTube, you can find us as well. Go subscribe there. And then our, where you can kind of get all of that. And if you have some, uh, if you go there the first time to our website, it's shepherdsof.men. You the may www. have to type in www.shepherds. <laughs> I know that sounds really old school. That's like 1998. That's vintage 1998. That's www.shepherdsof.men. Josh yep. is dicking around with me.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, bear with us And I don't know growth. why it's
0: doing that, but it's doing it. So yeah. just deal with it. Man up, for lack well, of we're, a better term. We're, we're
2: updating. We're doing a lot There's of There's a lot of things. A lot that, of new A lot stuff. of stuff happening. Technology doesn't yeah. always work out. So bear with us as we grow. Uh, you see any glitches, any things that you're following us a lot? Send us that information us so feedback. we can use it. We need that yeah, feedback because sure. we are trying to um, make everything perfect to where everybody has a flawless uh, experience with our programs.
0: I will tell you if you call us out in a public uh, forum, we will fight back, We retaliate, <laughs> as, as some know already. Um, oh no. It's, it's fun. fun. I mean, it's a great Pump time. It's Go a great ahead. time. And it's helping you get better if yeah. you're dumb enough to say something like that in a public forum. You, it <laughs> grows. character building. Um, so shepherdsof.man, www.shepherdsof.man. And then also shepherdsofman.com is where you can start learning more about our Men reforge program and those kinds of things. So without further ado, I want to welcome John Michael Clark. Uh, so if you tell us a little bit about yourself, man, where you're at, what you're doing, tell us about the family captain and all the above.
3: One more thing though, before about website, do I need to use the AOL disc to go to the website? Yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> yes. but you got to yeah, wait absolutely. till the sound stops. Okay. Like the
3: See, there you go. go on, there you go on the public forum. It, yeah. So, <laughs> it's the, I'll the running man it is like, and then yeah. go, to the, go to the worldwide website. You have yeah. yes. The
0: worldwide website. Yes. Yeah. We'll see, Actually, matter of fact, because you're a guest, we'll send you an AOL disc for free in the mail. <laughs> there
3: okay. you go. Yeah, baby. That's what's up. Yeah. That's service. Cool. So, <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad to be with you guys. What's up, everybody? So as they said, I'm John Michael Clark, and I am a prize follower. I have, I've been married to Natalie for 14 years. We have three sons, Elijah, Brock, and Hudson, ages 12, 10, and 6. We live on the Chesapeake Bay in Virginia, and I am also uh, the coach. I am um, the dude who runs the family Captain, which is my coaching business. And I'm also a pastor, uh, pastored years ago as a staff pastor, and then knew I was called to plant a church. And then finally, that happened um, a couple months ago. So, Salt Church is established out here in Deltaville, and also have a podcast with five whole episodes on okay. it right now. Wow. Nice. We're looking forward to being man. on there. If, the, if you the can, family if captain. can, so um, that's what yeah. I'm up to, out to help Christ following men in family
0: leadership and in sex and marriage. Nice. I like how you slip the sex thing in there. Although if I look at your Facebook page, that's what gets talked about most. And, and we joke about that, but I got taught a long time ago by some, some people that we all got coached by, like, you know, culturally or in society or whatever, it's like, especially if you grow up in the South, like we all, well, I grew up in the South. Chris did. You were kind of in a lot of different areas, but for the most part, you know, your developmental years, maybe. Yeah. But, it's one of those things you just don't talk about, like you, just, you know, even your dad. Like it's it's an awkward conversation you're talking about. But the truth is, man, if you're married, that's a preface. If you're married, a healthy sex life is very, very important. Yes, very important for your marriage. It's for for all kinds of different reasons, and we're not the experts on that. Chris might be, um, <laughs> John Michael is for sure, or at least he pretends to be one on TV. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so it, it, I would like to hear more about like. Number one, tell us a little bit more about the family captain, like how that started, how long you've been doing that, kind of what that entails. Like, this is your free, free plug opportunity. Um, and then then I'll get into a couple other questions after that. So tell us a little more about how that developed.
3: Yeah. So Natalie and I, we were, I don't know, four or five years into our marriage. Whenever I started to notice the, the, the issues that were there started to really bug me. We were happily married. Everything was fine, fine, fine. Everything was fine. There wasn't like, I couldn't point to the one big issue. There wasn't anything in crisis. There wasn't any big alarms going off, but it just wasn't good enough for me. And that's just overall, I wanted to be ecstatically married. I remember even as a little boy wanting someday to be ecstatically married, which I think is kind of a strange thing for a little boy to think about, But, but I did. So there were two things that I identified in my marriage, and those are the two things that the family captain focuses on now. And that was this whole thing of headship and submission that I felt like wasn't clarified for me at all. I wanted to be the man. I wanted Natalie to be the woman. And I knew that there were distinct roles there. But as I tried to grow, ask questions, I came up on what I call Pastor Melvin, or just Melvin in general, who gives the answers of, you know, be a servant leader. I'm like cool. So what does it really mean to be the head of my wife? Well, you know, you just give it 110%. I'm like, great. What the heck do I do though on like a <laughs> Tuesday night though? And Melvin would be like, "You know, just just just, you know, just just do it, man. Just pour out your life." I'm like, cool, Melvin. So, <laughs> what, what though <laughs> does that look like? And like, you know, just wash the dishes. I'm like, man, that so that's it, huh? Like the high calling of family leadership. <laughs> the high calling of headship is to like Make sure my wife is rested. That is that it like I, I loved my wife. I adored my wife. I didn't want to drag her around by her hair. I didn't want to turn into Saddam Hussein. I mean hair pulling, that's we'll talk about that later maybe. <laughs> right? But there's a proper there's a right way and a wrong yeah, the right? time yeah, and absolutely. place, you know? That, yeah. that's a different part of it. Don't
1: drag her on her back. You
0: officially her. become Chris's favorite <laughs> guest already. Awesome. He's over I'm here pumping loving his fist.
3: Go ahead. So I came to believe that there was an issue. It was either ignorance or it was cowardice that was happening in the church. Either men were afraid to say what the word plainly stated. I mean, the word's Mm -hmm. very, very plain. Like you got to have a course in biblical gymnastics to get out of what the text says. But everybody's so scared of the application leading to some kind of abuse that they go, (laughs) let's not get carried away. I'm like, dude, the word prevents us from getting carried away. If we stick Mm, with the word. And we love her like Christ loves the church, for crying out loud. Like there's no risk of sin here. There's no risk of abuse any more than anything else. So I saw that this 50-50 thing that we had happening made us both miserable because the feminine in her, she may have had – because there is no such thing as 50-50. Any man who thinks he's got 50-50, his wife is happy to know that he believes that because she knows, she knows better. She knows that she actually has the authority in the relationship. But the sad thing is, is it makes both of them miserable. It makes him miserable because he's not walking in the authority of headship that he's called to. And it makes her miserable because she resents him because it's not her role. It's not her place. Literally, she was not designed for it. So what I'm describing is not a win-lose. God's good design is is win-win. Everybody wins when the man is in his proper place and when the woman is in her proper place. This is not new teaching. This is all rooted in the garden. It doesn't show up first in Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5 is just a clarification of the garden, as is Colossians, as is 1 Peter, as is 1 Corinthians. So all these things that people think, "Well, that was the Ephesian church, or that was whatever. And again, biblical gymnastics that I'm terrified to get into. Um, None of that's true. All this is established in creation, in God's order, so that everybody can thrive. So that was the first thing that I identified. And the other thing was, I wanted my sex life to be better. I wanted it. I wanted more frequency and I wanted more freedom. I wanted it to be happening more and I wanted it to just be awesome. You know, my wife and I were both virgins when we got married. So we had the promise of if you wait till you're married, you know, technical virgins anyway. We had the promise of if you wait till marriage to have sex, it's going to be like a sanctified porno. And I found that not to be the case, as many Christian men will attest to. Like, I waited. Where are the fireworks? Like, they're not coming, bro. Uh, neither of you. Yeah. yeah a, uh, uh, that should have been mine. Yeah, oh. That should have been mine. Trademarking it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I see you. I see you carefully. <laughs> Respect. Respect. <laughs> yeah. But um
1: He wrote that down.
0: <laughs> That's for the next okay. podcast. He's Cam Cam down. One. Yeah. All
3: right. <laughs> I'll keep a scorecard No. Right <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter who wins as long as I win, and then it matters. But yeah. <laughs> Good point.
0: Good point. So those I are agree. the two
3: big things. What like I knew we were I knew this headship and submission thing was not being lived out. We weren't enjoying the freedom of it. My wife was overwhelmed because why? Because she was the captain of the ship. And I was another boy in the household. And of course, our sex life was not where I wanted to be. Huh, oh, I wonder why. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that I'm not the captain of the ship. So went on a long journey of like trying to fix it, trying to fix and figure out. What was what? So read a million books, listened to a million podcasts, a million of everything. And through a piece here and a piece there, the Lord basically said, hey, big boy, you can have everything you want. And I was like, yes, sir. Thank you. And he said, but you're going to have to transform as a man to get it. And I said, sign me up. I wasn't afraid of that. I wasn't hiding. I wasn't trying to be a coward. I wanted God's best. I was persuaded that I hadn't seen it. I didn't have any examples. I didn't look at any marriage and go, yes, sign me up for that. I didn't see that. So, I went on that mission to develop it. And thankfully, through a piece here and a piece there, came across a lot of dirty bathwater, but I found some babies. So, I kept all the babies and threw out all the bathwater. And throughout that, the Lord built me up. And as I transformed into the godly masculine, surprise, surprise, I was able to shepherd Natalie into the godly feminine. And then we've got this heaven on earth ecstatically married. You got to be freaking kidding me. This is better than what I wanted when I started the journey, I wouldn't have believed it. And I even hesitate to talk about it in those terms because it, I hate that I sound like a salesman, but I love that everything I'm saying is the freaking truth. So, but once I reached that, that's when I also recognized, dude, tons of dudes want this. Tons of marriages need this. And Christian marriages in particular are suffering because they bought into this lie of the spirit of the age, this egalitarian nonsense. And everybody suffers for it. Women resent their husbands. Husbands are in the doghouse. Men feel emasculated. Um, They're not enjoying the role that God has given them. Wives aren't enjoying their role. Kids suffer. Sex life suffers. And I refuse to accept it. I think that Christians should have the best marriages. Christians should have the best sex. God loves sex. The devil hates sex. That's why he's a pervert. That's why he distorts. That's why he attacks. That's why he wounds. So through that, I started to help other dudes. And realized that, man, this is not just a thing. This isn't a niche that John Michael. So that's where I'm at now. I don't believe this is a niche. I don't believe this is John Michael's thing. I believe this is the thing. I believe that the things that I'm dealing with the headship of men, um, sex and marriage. I think if Martin Luther was here today, he wouldn't be fighting for the doctrines of grace. And it's not that they're not important, it's just that they're not under attack. And the mm. things that are under attack is where we should be fighting. You're not brave if you don't fight where the fight is. If the battle's over there and we're going, well, I'm fighting over here. Well, there's no attack over there. So nobody gives a crap if we post about the blood of Jesus on our timelines. Nobody cares if we post about the resurrection. They'll pat us on our little Christian superstitious heads. You know, Anything that we may say pertaining to Christendom, they think that's that's sweet. But you start to talk about the issues of headship, submission, sex, and marriage. God's good design for the masculine and the feminine and people's heads explode because that's what Satan is fighting. He is striking the head, the shepherds, as you guys know, and the sheep are being scattered because mm. as a man goes, so goes the household. As the household goes, so goes the church. As the church goes, so goes society, which brings us to our current moment of insanity in the West. So um, I had to get the logs out of my own eyes and now I'm helping some bros. And one at a time, we're just going to keep transforming. I'm not worried about changing the whole world. I've got to just focus on one thing right in front of me, and that is what's going to change the world. So that's where we're at. That's what the family captain's up to.
0: Damn, I feel like we should just sign off. Yeah,
3: that was good. <laughs> that was real good. Seriously,
0: dude. Like, there, you know, we picked up on this in our initial conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, you said something about, I, don't, I hate to sound like a salesman. You don't sound like a salesman, mm-hmm. you sound like somebody that has a passion and a purpose that you've been called to, and it's very definite. Very, very definite um, and needed. Uh, and it might not be a niche, but I don't know many other people that are doing anything like that. And we believe, the reason we started Shepherds of Men was because w- of what you said. We believe that the, the the reason that we're in the chaos that we're in as a society is because leadership is lacking and men are called to be leaders. So when you, when you start feminizing or, as we like to say, pussifying the leaders and the men... Then, and, and, and women are playing a role that they were not created to to play, but they're stepping up and doing it because somebody has got to, it's chaos, you know, and it turns into this, you know, it, it, and everything's distorted, as you said. Um, so I'm over here just like, damn, I just want to keep listening, well, you know?
1: You know, and I also, I think that, you know, one of the biggest things that I struggled mm-hmm. with in the church and I was forced early on, um, in my, in my walk, I was forced into church, uh, probably Five days a week uh you know the old adage the the bible beaters which the doors were open were there well i was around i was around some people that would speak in tongues and had some weird stuff and as a kid you know it was kind of like man you know that's a lot you know that's a (laughs) lot for me um but as i started to progress and i started to like later on in life i walked away from it for a while because it was like i i don't want nothing to do with that that almost seems satanic to me more so than You know, um, but as as when I came back and I I started to walk my own walk with it, you know, one of the things that I started to notice was was how watered down the actual Christian religion was. It was Mm. almost like a fashion statement rather than actually walking behind what the word said, because in in my mind, like all all the apostles and and, and Jesus, like they were they were all badasses. They weren't Mm. meek, mild like people that walked around with T-Rex arms and lambs that walked with them and stuff like, like that's, that's what, that's the feeling that I got from the church was like, all men should be meek and mild and should not, you know, they they should conform and, and things of that nature. And, and like it, that, that bothered me big time, you know, with the church. That was one of the things for me that was like, no, that's not at all what it says. Like, do you have any idea what happened? To all the apostles, like, do you have any idea what these guys went through? Like, these guys, these guys weren't meek, mild guys. These guys were passionate, just like hard on fire kind of individuals that were going to charge hell with a squirt gun. Like, and, and, and Jesus was the same way. I mean, like these guys were not meek guys. These guys were guys that stepped up in the face of adversity and, and, and persecution, you know? And, and that's where we're missing in society today, you know? And, and, and I like what you said, you know, like, we're not here to boil the ocean. Like that's, that's not what we're trying to do, but ultimately we understand that if we get the men right, then we get the world, right. Cause like you said, men, men are, men are the head as, as men go. So do the sheep, you know, and and that's, that's where we need more leadership in our society. And that's where we're very passionate about it. And it sounds like you're extremely passionate about it too. We have a lot of common ground in that, but, uh, I I really like to hear a little bit of your perspective on that as well. Yeah,
3: totally agree. I think. I, I think feminism is demonic and I think it's poisonous and I think it's infiltrated the church. And there's a lot of different, you can there's a lot of different research that's been done to explain why it's happened. Whether men left the church first and then pastors got weak because they started preaching just to the women to keep them, or whether pastors got weak first and then men left. Um people blame the industrial revolution. Ultimately, we know who our enemy is. We know we're not wrestling with flesh and blood. We know that Satan wants to destroy things. We know that he hates God and his creation. So he's working against it. So I don't know um, all of the the walking out of where it came from, apart from we know the roots came from hell. But yeah, we arrived at this place where Jesus is just soft. He's only carrying Barnyard Animals. He never blinks. He just stares off into oblivion and poses for paintings, you know, looking frail. <laughs> right. I don't know what else he did in his spare time other than that, but. So all that stuff serves to really turn dudes off. And it's not that we want a caricature, like just read the book. Yeah. You you guys are familiar with this idea of being a nice guy versus being a good guy. Jesus was good. So what is the right, what's a man supposed to be? He's the right thing at the right time. And that's what Jesus is. So he's always the right thing at the right time. If you're the sinner who's repentant, man, you're going to get that gentleness. You're going to get that grace but if you're hard-hearted and rebellious like you will know his wrath he's going to rule with an iron scepter he's coming back with fire in his eyes so which is it which is it well he's god he's he's the alpha and omega the beginning and the end and who is he to you well that determines on your response to him so there's but unfortunately we have largely adopted this soft feminine version that it's not the whole story it's it's not even half of the story it's not even mm. like oh, they only told half. It's not even that, because Jesus is strong. Jesus is the pinnacle of masculinity. He is the ultimate protector, the ultimate provider, the ultimate leader. And he does all these things with his strength, not with feminine virtue, but with masculine. So Hmm. it's it's chronic, it's ongoing, and at the same time, it's an uphill battle, because folks, I'm just convinced, people either don't read the Bible, or they just they find ways to participate in, in this biblical contortionism and biblical gymnastics, and it's so prevalent. People are so eager and so quick to, to dismiss things. So I fear God. I really – I fear him, and I know I'm going to answer to him. I know he's real. I know I'm not playing a game. Uh, I know that he's the final judge and authority and all things. So that leads me to approach the word with humility. Like I'm not a Bible scholar. I didn't go to Bible college. I'm a college dropout. I'm just a dude who knows how to read. And I believe with all my heart that the book of God can be picked up, read, believed, understood, and applied, and you can be safe. Perfect? No, but you can be safe. So that's the lane that I'm trying to stay in. And with that, I'm going, I, I can with a whole heart say I, I, I can answer to him for everything that I've taught.
0: Yeah, I was always curious about the guys that preached in the Bible. Like They didn't go to seminary or anything, and like they were still able to save people. It's weird. Yeah, it is weird. Um, <laughs> we, we actually
2: go to church now up here. Uh, it was an, It's a new plant as well, so I can respect where you're at in your uh, walk of life in, in, in pastoring a new church. And it's pretty cool. He didn't have—he he was kind of like you. He served in, in a youth pastor type of deal and just was called to plant a church and started planting one. And uh, he's got another couple mentors that he, he communicates with on a regular basis. Hint, hint, if everybody lo- heard that, he has a couple of people he kind of mm-hmm. works with. On counseling him and, and walking him through this plant, he's not all alone, and it's it's growing like crazy. Yeah. And I, I'm like you, Josh. Whenever I was going through church the very first time, I mean, I, I, my dad was Church of God. He wanted to go to church all the time, and then he got burnt, and then he now he now he just don't want to go to church ever again. He blames the you know God for it at one point, and then he blamed the people, and and then my mom's a Baptist, so I mean, it's two two different parallels. And then at the same time, the the Church of God was. It was more of a, a fake facade of hurrah rah, kind of get you pumped up and ready to go, and then, but really didn't give you any direction like what you were talking about. And then the Baptist was fully combination. like It's just like you're the worst of the worst, you're the low of the low, you're not worthy to even just call upon the name of the Lord kind of deal. And it, that's kind of the, the environment sometimes those churches can bring on. And uh, it wasn't until I was actually approached by uh, a guy I respect, which y'all met uh, when we went to the uh, lookout or the the mountain for Tanya's birthday. Daniel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He brought me yeah. underneath his wing at like eighteen, nineteen. Because dude, I was at the pulpit every single freaking weekend because of all the shit that I. I'm did repenting, again. Yeah, and I'm repenting <laughs> again? I'm and, again. yeah, I'm repenting. Starting over. I'm recommitting again. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. but you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And and we opened the Bible and we went through a. a it was actually called a salt class that he took at, uh, at a college, How about that? which is kind of unique. I don't know if that, that correlates at all. But, he totally um, trade, stole he, that trademark. Yeah, well, he he went through the salt class, came back on the back end and taught us, me and, and two other people, and uh, the biggest thing was like, dude, when did Jesus die? Way back then. He goes, basically, every action you're doing, going up to the pulpit, praying like you're reconnecting, recommitting your life to the God, is like, you're just starting over. You're getting, You're not getting off the... The, the milk and the, and the you know, the small stuff, you got to get on the meat and the potatoes uh, in that relationship, because if you get to that point in your life and your walk with Jesus, you won't feel so bad over all the missteps. That's the devil. He's telling you you're a piece of shit and you need to go, you know, do something else. And uh, it was an eye-opening experience. I mean, just to see that based off how my action was, he's saying, you're you're basically saying that Jesus got to come back and die for you yet again, but his death was was perfect. It the blood of Christ is over you. You're 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 born again a Christian. Just do better, you know. And it's it was really neat, you know, just to see that. And we need people like you and and other people to be a little bit more involved mm. in, in young people's lives because, dude, like what you said, they don't pick up a book, so they listen to whatever the person says on the front and they take it like it's gospel, you know. And it could be anybody. They don't even have to have minis- uh, you know, ministry school. So.
1: Well.
0: Uh- I'll take number one. Here's one thing I'm excited about, because I don't think we've had an episode go this deep into this conversation. Sure. We've always been very transparent about our beliefs and and, and our our values, and and, uh, and and we love that. But what I'm excited about is I think some people are going to listen to this and be like, "There's going to be transformation." You know, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. Uh, so it may so for those of you that aren't believers, and you're like, "Why are you talking so much about Jesus and God and all those kinds of things?" Just keep listening you might want to talk about him too or you might just want to listen to him one time
1: but i think that's the thing i mean it's one of the one of the things that turned a lot of a lot of men off like for me i'm a i'm a very a type personality i'm very like get after it like I, I like doing things that are hard um you know i like fighting i like you know hand-to-hand combat kind of stuff And 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 to me early on in life that was one of those things that was like oh that's sinful like you can't be aggressive. You have to be meek and mild yeah. if you're a Christian. You know, you know, Christian don't mean soft. You know, and and once I started to realize That's that a T-shirt,
0: we hadn't had a T-shirt quote in a while. Christian don't Christian mean soft. Don't mean soft. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: But you know, as as I started to realize that, I started to go. You know, like you know, there's archangels out there. You know, God God had warriors that that you know fought. You know, G- Jesus wasn't no pushover. You know, like the the dude the dude did some stuff that. 90% of people, I'd say 99% of people would never do, would never even consider. They, they, they'd say uncle long before that. Um, you know, so once I started to take things into perspective, started to read the word, I started to go, dude, like some of the, some of the biggest, you know, Christ followers that, that have ever existed were some of the baddest dudes around.
2: King David and his men.
1: I mean, they were some of the baddest, the, the baddest dudes around. And it, it was because they were, they were empowered, you know, oh, yeah. and it was one of those things. They understood that I'm going to make mistakes. But it's gonna be a tough road to go. And we we talked about this um just, just recently. We we're like, you know, when you pray and you say, you know, God, please, please give me strength, does he give you strength or mm-hmm. does he put obstacles in your way to, to develop the strength that you need? And that's a very, very different outlook on it and stuff. And when you yep. pray to be a warrior, he's not gonna make you a warrior. He is roundabout, but he's not gonna to, like touch you with a stab and say, You're a warrior now. He's gonna put things in your way to say hey you want to become a warrior well here's the obstacles you've got to overcome these obstacles and eventually you'll become a warrior kind of thing and that was what really started to attract me to the word was like i i can i can be a beast you know like you can when it when it comes to being um we were talking about being virtuous right like mm-hmm. can can you be virtuous if you're not dangerous like if you don't have a dark side to you and you're not there's there's no danger to you whatsoever you can't technically be virtuous cuz you have you have no ability to be dangerous or be dark. You don't have a choice. You know, that's like one of those things we talk about with, with God, you know, like if God was so great and God loved his people so much, then why did he put bad things in the way? Well, it's because the, the ultimate goal here was to make people make a choice. If there wasn't bad in the world, then you don't have the opportunity to make a choice on which direction that you want to go. Just like a rabbit, right? Like a, a rabbit's not virtuous because he's not dangerous. He just exists and doesn't die, unless he's got rabies, or the... does die. You know what? <laughs> he's got rabies. <laughs> so bad. And you got his carrots. Then but that's the thing. Is we, we talk about being like virtues and being virtuous and stuff like that. You have to be a dangerous man to be virtuous. You just have to keep your sword your swords sheathed. You know, like you don't you don't pull it out for no reason. You know, and that's what Christ um, did.
3: He could have called down ten thousand leagues of angels to destroy and annihilate, but what was that? Well, that would have been the easier thing to do.
1: Yeah, right. Mm-hmm.
3: He did right. the harder thing. Thank
0: God. Right. No, I agree. We were talking about it was a couple episodes ago. I think we we're talking about when, when Christ was tempted and he passed all the tests, but then it was like the very next sentence was he returned strong in the spirit. Like, so because of all the challenges, because of all the, the tough stuff he had to go through and not just call on God and say, save me. Yeah. He, he was stronger because of that. And then we started talking and have this whole conversation about like the heart is what makes you good. Like yes. that's what, like it's necessary. You should be seeking out the challenges. You you should be looking for the challenges. Um, you know, I did a a thing because it was just fresh on my mind. I did a, a, one of my runs I did recently, and then yesterday again we did like in the middle of the day when it's ninety something degrees and high humidity. Like do it in the middle of the day. Why? Because it's harder and you'll learn more. Mm-hmm. Like that. It's a mentality that you seek out the challenge. Um, and speaking of challenge, um, talking about having sex with your wife, um. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So what we're kidding. doing no, I'm, kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You're yeah. antsy to go back to this conversation. I wanted Chris to feel comfortable in the conversation. So. Oh, i What?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel comfortable in any conversation, no. so we are good. <laughs> any no, conversation? No, I don't... <laughs> any. <laughs>
1: I, I, any it's, conversation? Yeah, let go. There's some conversations that make me uncomfortable. That's for oh, sure. Oh, well, maybe.
2: <laughs> Not in, in that degree. Yeah, I think maybe.
0: that... um, I think one thing that I'd love for people to... And we we quote-unquote pre- preach this all the time is um, how important the male role is and how watered down that has become and feminized that's become and that's why there's such... Um,
1: so vil- vilified. It's vilified, it, yeah. It is toxic masculinity. They have made men into being villains. Well, if you and, are a strong man, you're a villain. Or a bigot. Or whatever, whatever the the cool a, word is word. for that week.
0: And and it really does... It all is an attack on the church and and, and on... God creation because anytime they can remove that from the equation, if you get further away from the way it was intended, then then the devil's winning, yeah. right? Um, and I think something that we've reiterated a couple of times recently is that a lot of people don't even know that they're losing, and they feel like they're because they're doing pretty good because life is easy, life is what would you say like a nice guy or whatever, like their life is comfortable, like maybe maybe your home life is not what do you, what do you call it ecstatically married. Yes. Ecstatically married. Maybe you're maybe you're fine and everybody thinks, Well, we're doing fine. Yeah, that's losing. Yeah. That's exactly what the devil wants. He wants you to be doing fine. Because then you're easily controllable. Just get better tomorrow. Yeah. Just get better. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not a matter of you can't do it. It's a matter of just wait till tomorrow. Just do it tomorrow. Yeah. That's exact that's the, the, the devil's deception. So um I personally could sit here and talk about this for probably the rest of the night. Um, in the interest of time and for our listeners in the podcast, um, I, I do want to make sure that we're hitting on it. Cause, and I, I know we've been joking about the sex thing, but I, I, I joke about it because I want to make sure that we are actually talking about it. People's ears are on, I was talking about it on our webcast last night on our mastery session that we were, I, I mentioned you on our mastery session last night, but this episode was coming out because I do believe that there is a true, that sex in a marriage relationship has been attacked. Um, and, and that, the decline of a a healthy sexual relationship is is causing some major issues. Um, so, for the time that we have left, I I would like to to hit on that from someone that that works in that space a lot. I I love the I love the things that are eye catching and funny, uh, but I'd like for you to talk about some of the serious stuff too, like the guy talking about it's hump day and his wife locking the door and. You know I saw that, that post earlier, like that stuff, if you're a dude, you're like, "Hell yeah, you know <laughs> um, I got instant, mental image. <laughs> exactly. instant mental image. me and you both Me and you both. but and, and there's that part of it that is the worldly dude part of you, but there's also a, a very biblical um, I don't know what the other word I'm looking for is uh, part of that that's important it's, it, and, for, and I, I know for my kids, like it's important for my kids to see me kissing on my wife. Yeah, it's important for for a lot of reasons. Not the least of which is that a, a man and a woman are supposed to be together, and that's a whole other Bible study we could get on. But, but it is really important. I have three sons too that are that are three, six, and fifteen, and it's really important for them to see me making out and flirting with their mom, you know, and understanding that that's what a healthy relationship looks like, um, not two dudes holding hand at Target, so, um, or whatever other superstore there might be that. It has a Starbucks could be in it. two women. Well, Are you
1: against... Whatever. Two, <laughs> <or not> two <laughs> <boys>? <laughs> Anyways. Maybe <laughs> get... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Something like yeah. that. That's, That's right. That. It's, yeah, it's got to be something. It's got to be something. Yeah, that alpha My, male yeah. over there being yeah. a bigot. But you can still go to the Olympics. Still being a jerk. So. Yeah, well, yeah, you could do yeah. the transgender thing and just mm. compete in women's sports.
2: Well, John Michael, let's get back to you. Uh, I, I want to know your, your... I feel
1: like we just cut to the weather, Pathway
2: band. to... Um, yeah, I know. Uh, pathway to discovery. When you're... You know reading and and self educating yourself about this and your goal was to be ecstatically married what did what were some discoveries along the way that really worked well for you that you can kind of give to our audience
3: well, the biggest the the first thing is one that I had already mentioned is God loves sex, and the devil hates sex that you know to understand that logically is great, but to have revelation on that is what unlocks everything else to really believe that and to not and And Cam, I don't even think meant this the way he said it a minute ago. He was like, "Oh, you're the worldly kind of part of us, but I'm, I know him well enough to know that he didn't mean it in a, like like it's sinful uh but because uh all the sexual desire that we feel and all the sexual attraction that we feel, those things are godly yeah. so there's there's nothing yep. secular, everything is sacred, and unfortunately, there's distortions and there's perversions, but to really believe and understand that this was all God's invention, he made it he made the penis he made the vagina he made erections he made the 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 features of the vagina the clitoris he invented orgasms so all this he did deliberately and he calls it good and you know we love to joke and we love to laugh and we we like to bring out the middle school part of it because it's still just fun i mean you know for the same reason that plenty of things are still just fun to talk about and it's interesting but i never want anybody to confuse the laughter and the fun of the thing with are we being naughty right now? No, we're not. Not at all. Not even a little bit. Not even kind of. Now, is there a time and a place where we talk this way in front of the kids? No. But it's still not inappropriate. It's still not wrong uh, for the company that we're in, especially. So I want the listeners to know that, that that's the big unlock, to really believe with all your heart that God made this thing. It's not, oh, uh, yeah, yeah you just want sex. Oh, what do you mean? I just want sex. You you didn't catch me with my hand in the cookie jar, baby. Like Mm. I'm not going to back down now. I'm going to double down. I just want sex. Yeah. I just want to, I just want to be physically close to spiritually close to and emotionally close to the woman that I made vows to. You caught me like, but that's the perspective that we've allowed it to shape in our lives. So because we thought, Sex is a necessary evil, and God permits it in marriage because you got to make some babies. Uh, Because that's been uh, a little bit of the approach, a lot of this other baggage has come. So first of all, we got to knock down that domino, and then we can get into some of the other unlocks of recognizing the next thing I just said. Sex isn't just physical. It is physical, but it's not exclusively physical. Sex is physical. Sex is spiritual. Sex is emotional. If sex was just physical, none of us would have any problem with our wives having sex with another man. It's like. She's allowed to shake another man's hand, isn't she? It's just a hand. It's just a penis and a vagina. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just biology. Like, there's, it's no big deal, but we know better. We know better in our soul. We know better in our heart of hearts. So when we get with our wives, she's like, you're just trying to, or whatever, whatever our perspective may be. If we believe that about ourselves, I just need to bust a nut. Well, is there a desire there? Is there a physical desire for release? Absolutely. But it's not bad. So we don't talk about it like it's a necessary evil. So the physical is good, the spiritual is also good, and the emotional is also good. So those were some of the first big high-level 100,000-foot things that I was just like, once those two dominoes fall, the momentum is running. And now I can carry myself differently in the relationship. Now I know how to respond when she's like, you're just doing that because, oh, oh, just doing that because. Whereas in the past I'd be like, oh no no no, I'd have turned into Melvin, and I'd be like, no baby, I was just no. What I was thinking was maybe no no no. I didn't just want sex. What are you crazy? I just love you. All <laughs> the backing up. No 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 no. I'm not backing up, girl. I'm right here. And guess who's gonna be naked in 20 minutes with me, Lucy? Like <laughs> <laughs> so to one. have the, to it. have the internal strength, that is what affected all the practical. Because everybody wants like the blow in her ear at a 45 degree angle. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: But all this stuff
3: all this stuff, first comes to really believe in your heart and know that, man, I've had wrong thinking. My mind has not been renewed with the word of God, and my wife is suffering from this too. I need to rescue the princess. Like, now I have another mission to help her, to encourage her, and so that we can enjoy God's good gift. Now I can reframe my marriage so that she no longer sees herself as the keeper of the sex and me as the seeker of the sex. Hey, I was wondering, could I borrow your vagina later? But <laughs> like sex, sex is no longer a gift so that my wife gives to me. Mm. Now we reframe it. Sex is a gift that God has given to marriage. You're not right. the keeper of the sex. I'm not the seeker of the sex. Sex is not yours to withhold nor mine to withhold. It's something to enjoy and to celebrate. So those are some of the other dominoes. Now we're making our way further down the line. And one, But one of the once those are established, one of the biggest ones that I find a lot of the guys I work with need a lot of the one-on-one coaching on and a lot of the, the specific help is understanding why a woman doesn't want to have sex and it comes down to understanding attraction if a woman doesn't want to have sex with a man if a woman sorry if a woman doesn't want to have sex with a man it's because she's not attracted to the man that hurts it stings but that's all there is to it Well, my wife just has a low drive. Yeah, bro, mine used to as well, but now not so much. So it wasn't that we went and got her doctored up and put her on testosterone treatments or anything. And none of that. John Michael changed and all of a sudden, Natalie didn't have a headache. John Michael changed and all of a sudden, Natalie's feeling frisky. John Michael changed and all of a sudden, she's not tired. John Michael changed and all of a sudden, we're having frequency and freedom. I didn't focus on Natalie. I understood that you have to build attraction. I can't just I can't just um I've got to be both, right? Back to Jesus, the right thing at the right time. So we talk about the alpha a lot. That gets a lot of a lot of press in the circles that we all go in. The alpha, you got to be the alpha. Well, yeah, at the right time you got to be the alpha. You also got to be so the beta. And I these are flawed terms, so I, I don't even love using them, but so the beta builds the nest. But Christian guys Christian culture is taught that's all you do. You build the nest. Comfort, wash the the dishes, tuck the kids in at bedtime. None of these things are bad. It's just that they're one-dimensional. But none of those things make her panties wet. Those things make her feel loved. Those things make her feel cherished. Those things make her feel safe. All good things. None of those things build arousal, though. It's Alpha Alex, not Beta Bill, who builds the arousal. Well, I'm just going to be Alpha Alex. Well, Alpha Alex all by himself isn't good either. It's both and it's the right thing at the right time. It's the guy who can play in the floor with the kids and she can look in and go, oh, my goodness, he's the best guy ever. And it's the guy who can take her to pound town and, you know, have fun with the hair pulling or whatever else may be going on in the bedroom. But, That's great,
1: dude. Yes. But, That's but great perspective.
3: But Alpha yeah. Alex, he's a man on a mission, whereas Beta Bill is just whatever you say, dear, what are we doing? I'm happy. Beta Bill makes money. He goes out, he provides the, the, the nest, he's read the five love languages 18 times, and he knows her in and out, and he does all of these things, and he makes her feel super loved, but unfortunately she still doesn't feel super aroused, and that is what Christian men have been trained to do, make her feel loved, make her feel rested, and then all of a sudden, once you wash that di- those dishes, you're going to turn around, and she'll be naked, and we found that that didn't happen. We turned around, and she went to bed early because we did her chores for her. We're like, what? This backfired. So, um, <laughs> Alpha, so Alpha, Alpha Alex, though, he's a man on a mission. He's not building his life around Becky. He loves Becky, but it's just like Jesus. Thousands of people leave him. Thousands walk away, and he turns to the disciples, and he goes, you want to leave too? Now's a good time. I'll start all over, right here, right now. I'm not begging you to stay. Why? Because I'm a man on a mission. That's who Christ is. And that's who men are called to be. I'm on a mission. Natalie, is, I'm not orbiting around Natalie. I'm the earth. Natalie's the moon. Christ is the sun. And together we orbit around God. But Natalie is my helper. But I couldn't just train her in that. I couldn't just teach her, hey, here's how it's going to be for now. just like, respect me more. Well, she should. The word commands it. But I went on a mission to make sure I built that attraction, that I gained gravity to pull her into my orbit. Instead of abandoning anything, or like I said, turning into Saddam Hussein. So those are a lot of the dominoes. Understanding God's perspective is where a lot of our breakthrough comes. Knowing sex is good, it's not bad, knowing it's physical, spiritual, emotional, and then understanding how do I build attraction and understanding. It's the right thing at the right time. but for a lot of guys, it's learning how to embrace those alpha traits without ruining it, without spoiling it, without going too far and being obnoxious, being doing things that are out of character they don't suit the relationship and so on so
2: many nuggets Dude, so I'm, many good I'm, things
0: i'm sitting here like it's it's fantastic perspective it really is and there is zero doubt in my mind that god has put this on your heart and and planted it in you because of the confidence and the passion that you deliver it like it 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 really i think it's it one of the one of the coolest things to me to see Is a man and his purpose, like I really like it. It fires me up. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the purpose is. It just it. There's something that's so sweet about that because that's what you were created for. And I will just tell you as an outsider looking in, dude, that's what you were created for. And I know you know that. You don't need me to tell you. But Lord have mercy, that's amazing. Um, We're having a high carbon experience in December, and you will be there whether you want to be or not. Um, because there's you other men that kids. need to hear this message. Yeah, seriously, yep. like you—you you will be there because it's what's right for the dudes that will be there. Right. So, just I'll tell you when it—it it won't be on Christmas Day, but it'll be around there. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we'll—we'll we'll ask you to come, but I'm just telling you, you should come. It'd be a good thing.
1: Yes, sir. we should maybe use different verbiage.
0: <laughs> I'm not using different verbiage. Like I'm not asking. I, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would love for you to come, but I'm just telling you. <laughs> As much as you know, God called you to do what you're doing. God is telling me, homeboy is going to be at this high carbon event. John Michael
1: said, "I'm going to come. Yeah. I'm just telling you, yeah. I'm going to come." Now your high carbon event's a whole nother story. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, I got yeah. you. I got you. I, got you. He, I got you. He
2: didn't catch it. I was on. I
1: was on the same
0: page All right, JP's with him. got one now. Uh,
2: uh, <laughs> I
1: got a point. Can JP's got a
0: point. We got we'll put JP on here,
1: right next to JM. No, uh, that was that was that was really good though, man. I really liked. I, I liked how yeah. you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. There's evidence. I really like how you said that, that sex is, is gift from God to a marriage. Not your, your wife does not hold the sex. You know, your yes. wife does not, it's not a gift from the keeper wife. of the sex. That she's not right. the, yeah, she's not the keeper of the sex. You know, it's, it's something that God endowed in the, in the, uh, in the relationship. Um, but you know, a, another aspect of it is, you know, you, you going in and talking about how uh, would you, would you call them alpha, beta bill and alpha alpha Alex, Alex. Alex. Yeah. Alpha Alex and beta bill. Um, and, and, and that's a good, that's a really good perspective on how all that stuff works. Cause we talk about balance and a lot of different things, you know, and, and not to be lukewarm about stuff, but you gotta be the right thing at the right time. Um, you know, and that's, and and I hope that, you know, all, all our listeners that are listening to this right now, you hear that you gotta be the right, right thing at the right time. You gotta be able to, to, to do the things like you get in there and you, you can play with the kids and wash the dishes and help out and make sure your wife is rested, but you could also drag her to the room by her hair. Um, you know, and, and, and do what needs to be done because ultimately that's what she wants from you. But she also wants to know that she's got a, a man in the house that can handle, you know, the things that, that she cares about too. Um, so I think that's cool. It's a, it's an awesome perspective and you really put a good spin on it too, man. And and from a bi- biblical perspective, it's really cool to hear somebody speak the truth rather than what's yeah. mainstream yeah,
2: yeah, and water it down,
1: you know, and that's, that's, what's nice. About it.
2: That was awesome. I, I, I like it. You're speaking my language, Chris. So. Is giddy over here. I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just kind of going back through my walk with my wife. We're we're 13 years uh, marriage, and we have one son. And um,
0: he's not he, doing something right. I don't know what it is. I'm not <laughs> doing something right. I, I don't know. You got to leave no, it in there it's, longer. It's
2: been a challenge. God has uh, got other plans for us, which is cool. Uh, we're we're open to whatever plan that He has for us, because that's that's His. We, we give all our lives to Him. So, um, but the cool thing is that we I always pursue my wife. I never. I'm relentless pursuing my wife, and want her to be know that that she's the number one in my life. And it took me a while to realize that because I had a porn addiction, and it was really something that I had to struggle. I struggled with a lot, and and I just. That's probably the reason why I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm almost shooting blanks now. <laughs> I shot them used all. up all my guys. I, I used up all yeah. my guys.
0: I don't, I don't know, know how, much, how many times you can use reloads. <laughs> I have
1: no idea.
2: But it, it was really, 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 really bad. And uh, Cameron helped me through some parts of it uh, in my life. Uh, and a couple other people that are near and dear to me helped me. And ultimately, I just had to make a decision just to be like, just get off of everything that's going to entice the eyes and start get my mind wandering and the biggest time that I always struggle is when I'm tired or I'm sleepy and that's when your mind is not its, its full peak so it was really cool to just kind of walk through the, my life in that regard and you were talking about some of the things and some of the aha moments as you were progressing through with, with your with your wife Natalie and I was like yep I, I've been there I, I've experienced that but how you articulated it was just right on point man. So thank you for bro
3: you asked the question so well done yeah thanks <laughs> i love Good
2: it job wilson all
0: right he- here's where i'd like to go with this um i would like to wrap up not because i'm not intrigued to just continue this conversation because i definitely am
1: i don't think he agrees with wrapping up.
0: <laughs> if you have more i'm i'm down dude seriously <laughs> He's it again the- my gosh it oh, the- oh, oh my gosh <laughs> Oh, <laughs> two, two, two. I'm walking out a winner on this
1: no one. No matter i we are in the lead. I am yes he is. I am. am. We need something from and you right some, here, John <laughs> Dude, Somehow the end, man.
0: Somehow, and I don't think this is fair, John Michael is of the rally. Losing.
3: <laughs> <I don't laughs> <really> rally.
0: <laughs> well, we all know what that means. Well, right? we didn't
1: we didn't give him, we didn't give him credit for all the stuff he just said. So I'll just <laughs> put I'll put a
0: f- one in front of that so that's 10. For all the things you just said. JP's at 2, I'm at 1. Wilson's not even not on the board. I'm not even on board. <laughs> board.
1: kind of so normal. Normal. Yeah, normal. normal? Yeah, it's
0: kind of part I'm not even worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even mad. Nope. Um so Uh, listen brother thank you for being on here this this has been amazing and we could we could sincerely go forever um again we can just keep playing on these words i might get a point for that one but what i would love I, i would love to see happen though is i'd love for our listeners um to want to get maybe more in depth with this conversation on a personal level uh and to have access to you um, so if you could tell people how to get in touch with you, how to find you, uh, follow you, whatever, get your content, I, we are totally down for that. I will promote the hell out of it because I think what you're doing is something that is rare and, uh, even more important than it is rare. So tell folks how to find you.
3: Yeah. So the place where I'm active right now is on Facebook and I'm running all of my content through my personal profile. So. Shoot me a friend request, John Michael Clark. I'm in Deltaville, Virginia, in case there's other John Michael Clarks out there. And uh, my profile picture is me with Natalie, and you'll find me. And that's where I'm putting out all my stuff all the time. So there is a family captain page and a group, but I do nothing. And I had So if you want me, just come straight to me and we'll connect. Yep. If you're not on Facebook, shoot me an email, John, J O H M dot Michael, M I C H A E L dot Clark, C L A R K, at Gmail. Just say, hey, bro. And we'll talk. We can get on 10, 15 minutes. I'll, I talk with dudes all the time. Just say, hey, man, tell me where you're at, what you're going through. And if they want to know about family captain, we, we just together Does it make sense to do a deep dive and find out if the family captain program is something that, that I think will be good for them, if it's something they're interested in. So that's where it's at, though, man. All things family leadership and sex and marriage.
0: Take him up on it, guys. Seriously. Like, like don't hesitate. Don't. Like as the movie says, he who hesitates masturbates. Um so take him up on it, man. For, for oh, know, that, you know, know. that you don't know a movie? That's that's cable guy. He who hesitates masturbates. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's cable guy. That's a classic. That goes freaking weirdo. Yes. I mean, um,
1: or, or don't.
0: Or don't. Or don't. Or don't and, and, and keep being fine. At. You can keep yep. being fine. And sit where you're at. You know? At. Just yep. And, and your wife could keep being the keeper, so.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> That's right.
0: There, but there's so much more to it than just that, but that it really is. I, I just love that the conversation is that open about it. Cause it, it, it really has become such a thing that's like, and again, especially in the South, it's like, you just, you just don't talk about it. And it's mm-hmm. a shame because it's, it's a, it's a beautiful thing that should be talked about. It should be glorified and, 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 um and brought to, I don't want to there's so many ways I don't want to say it because JP's going to get another point. So like I said,
1: well, maybe that's the reason why a lot of, a lot of guys don't get married anymore. I mean, yeah. the, the, you know, the the church has set the standard yeah. and, and now we don't, we don't talk about sex because sex is, is voodoo and stuff like that. So if it's automatically a sin anyways, you know, even according mm. to the the church, then we might, we might as well sin and, and not, not take on the baggage of, of marriage and, and not win anything from that. But, you know your perspective on it is really a different it's a lifestyle man it's a mm-hmm. it's a way to live like there's nothing better than walking out after drinking a cup of coffee and getting laid 3 times that night and walking out the front door on the way to work going I am the man yeah. It's like Bruce like, Almighty I don't even know yeah <laughs> like I, and yeah. and you know and, and there's and there's work involved in that though yeah. and and please don't misunderstand the message here there's work involved in it as a man you have a responsibility like to uphold your your place mm-hmm. in the household don't don't come in there and crack a beer and sit on the couch and and not do shit and then expect your wife to just throw it at you. Well, everything he happen.
0: said, everything he said was yep. where it changed for for John Michael personally was when he worked on himself. All right, and yeah. that's the that's the biggest message and the, and the reason that we all are here in this space of building men is because we understand that unless we get ourselves right. We don't yep. get the world right, one hundred percent. You're
2: saying we can't blame other people for our problems. I know
0: it. it sucks. Man. If we voted differently, maybe we could. Oh, probably. <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> uh, <laughs> better it there. Better end it there. We're gonna, we're, yeah, we're gonna wrap it up. This one ugly. <laughs> yeah, uh, we are gonna wrap it up. John Michael, thank you again for being on here. Thanks for the time. Th- tell your wife thanks for, uh, you know, not the ch- whatever. We appreciate the sacrifices being made for you to be a part of this. Um, we're gonna release this uh, just here in a few days. So. Uh, We'll make sure that we get the word out for you and for us. Um, For those of you that are trying to find this, again, if you're listening to us, you found us somewhere. But at uh, Shepherds of Men on all our social media, Um, go subscribe on Spotify and YouTube and all those other cool places that play our stuff. And uh, check out the next Mastery Session. I think it's July 15th -hmm. is coming up, a Mastery Session. You can find out how to get involved with that through shepherdsofmen.com. And there's some free downloads that you'll get as well as you jump on there. So, um, again, man, I can't say thank you enough. We appreciate you being here. Thanks to my boys here. You guys have been part of the movement.